Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm glad you're with me today. And again, I have in the studio with me Pastor T.J. Samuelu, my associate pastor, and we're going to do some dialoguing and talking about some things. And T.J., it's about time for Christmas. It's coming up really fast. How's things going around your house? <laughs> it's kind of chaotic, but Christmas is definitely in the air with three kids and of all the other things that we get to celebrate. It's an exciting time. It really is uh, now because, you know, when you have three kids that are like nine, seven, and five, yeah, that Christmas means a lot. I mean, even though your kids, of all kids, certainly know about Jesus and about his birth, and you make sure they do, and they're very faithful in, in church, but there's still the celebration and the joy of life. I mean, I like Christmas. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I mean, I guess your purpose shifts as well. I mean, we know the real reason for the season and they're involved with things like the church uh, Christmas program and stuff that Pastor Dewey's putting on. But um, there's that excitement. And as a parent, you know, it's fun to watch Christmas again through the sweetness of your children's eyes. And so that's been really cool to see. And my crazy daughter, she's in Pocatello. And so she's coming down on the 23rd to spend a day with us. Then she has to head to California to be with her husband's family. So I don't even get her on Christmas this year, which is going to be the first time ever. Wow. And so, yeah, what's daddy going to do? And everybody knows that I'm she's I'm kind of a daddy daddy guy. I want I want my daughter around, but I got my beautiful wife around and and her folks and and you guys, my church family and my staff. In fact, uh, we're we get to have our church Christmas party coming up too and, uh, and a lot of a lot of fun for the staff and it's just a great time of year and hopefully it's a happy time of year and a joyous time of year but hopefully people do not lose out on like you said the reason for the season you know in celebrating the birth of Christ and knowing the significance of that but i really think too that god wants us to be a joyful happy people yeah i do and i there's something about christmas that brings joy yeah, and that's just kind of where, you know, I think Satan tries to get a foothold, even though we know that and we have that. This is when we buy into the lie sometimes and we allow him to say like, oh, well, your life's not a miracle on 34th Street. It doesn't end up this way. And so we start to look at that. But if you can gain perspective and remember what's important, not the fact that, you know, you don't have to have a hallmark Christmas, so to speak. But if you can keep that perspective, then you can be fulfilled and transformed through what Christ is doing. You know, yes, absolutely. The other day I went out to lunch with Ben Turner. Ben is a pastor of the Five Mile Nazarene Church and uh, just had a wonderful time with him. Ben is taking a motorhome back to uh, to the fires in, in Paradise, uh, pa- California. Paradise, California. Yeah. And he's going to take a – in fact, I'm going to try to get some, uh, I think, peanut butter and jelly, a bunch of it, to have him take back there so they can make sandwiches. I We had somebody in our church went back there, and they said more than anything else they need people – to serve out of a vehicle or out of somewhere because they have nowhere to serve. And you, if you just give them food, they have nowhere to cook it or prepare it. So Ben and I talked about that. I hope we can get some uh, peanut butter jelly and things like that to send along. But, but you know, to realize that he's taking this Christmas season to go down and serve. I was so proud of Ben. And what a neat guy. I just love Ben. I got to meet his uh, associate, Sam, too. And she's, she's quite a gal, a young lady and just exuberant. And uh, I'm our staff. In fact, we're going to get together with their staff sometime in after the first of the year, and I'm really excited about that. But together, 
serving God, making a difference in our community and in our world. And that's exactly what God has called us to do, to go into all nations, teaching people, taking care of needs, and responding. I hope that this Christmas time that you'll respond to needs that are out there. You know, if somebody's hurting, that you can help them. It'll make a difference in their life in a powerful way. And I certainly hope that you will take time to honor God every Sunday, every worship day during this time of year, because this is what it's about. Sometimes we get so busy wanting to do everything else, wanting to go sledding, wanting to to do everything. But I tell you what, honor God first. Honor God first with your faithfulness. If you don't have a good church home, find a good church home that's close to you. It's in your area that you can go be a part of. And you're certainly always welcome over at Cloverdale with TJ and I, or over at Five Mile with Ben and Sam. I mean, you know, there's Five Mile Nazarene. There's there's just some wonderful churches in the Treasure Valley, and, and certainly uh, we need to be involved in those. Well, TJ, I want to talk a little bit today, and maybe it'll even bleed into tomorrow, about one of the songs that traditionally are is connected to Christmas. And we're going to talk about that right now. And But I, first I want to have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the listeners. And Lord, if there's any that are struggling today, if there's any that are really having a hard time in life, in the name of Jesus today, pick them up. May they sense the joy of the Lord and that they would count on you. Thank you for TJ. Thank you for his family. And I pray you just uh, be with him and be with all of us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, it's one of the most exuberant carols that we sing. It is one of the most popular carols we sing. It is also one of the most beloved carols that we sing. And yet we learn today it's not actually a carol at all. In fact, though we sing and treat it this way, it's not even a song about Christmas. At least not as the author intended. The song in question is this. It's Isaac Watts' famous work, Joy to the World. Now, TJ, when you hear the word joy to the world, don't you think Christmas when you hear that song? I do. I mean, I go past houses right now that have joy put up in their front yard. Yeah, and joy <laughs> to the world, it's what its uh, what you've always thought it's about. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think of those things, you think of like Alexander Graham Bell, you think of the telephone, you think of all these different things. But the father of the English hymns is none other than what you aforementioned, the Isaac Watt. And, uh, man, he penned like a massive collection of over 750 hymns of work that are still being printed and used today. Obviously, you alluded to the mega one there, Joy to the World, is one of those. Yes, and, and he was, of course, born in 1674 in England, but he was ra- raised in a deeply uh, religious family, and his earliest memories were with his father's concrete conviction, his father's concrete convictions about religious liberty. Watts Sr. even spent time in prison on two separate occasions for his outspoken conformist views. I'd just like to have a dad like that. Rather than conforming to the Church of England, nonconformists were typically Presbyterians or Baptists who wanted to worship in a government-free church. The government free, I mean, a church free of government. Isaac Watts' parents saw to it that their love for Christ and his word were passed on to their son. And as a child, Watts showed remarkable ability for rhyme and uh, listen and, and did those kind of things. But after the family prayer time one day, the sober-minded elder Watts, his dad, confronted his young son about why he had opened his eyes in mid-prayer. The boy, Isaac, had been distracted by some things. And so that was kind of frustrating to his dad. Unamused by his son's rhyming uh, reply and wanting to discourage such juvenile behavior, his father spanked him for it, to which Watts uh, watch cried out, Oh, Father, Father, 
pity take, and I will no more verses make. You know, so he's even rhyming in his, uh, his response. No amount of spankings, though, could drive his love of the verse or rhyme or poetry or music from his heart. His education eventually led him to be a pastor of a large independent church in London. He quickly earned a reputation for his oratory and preaching skills, even becoming a private tutor, helping others, uh, other preachers in the city. Throughout his years of ministry, Watts obsessively sought to put his Christian affection and conviction on paper so that others could join him uh, in a heartfelt worship and song. So he really took seriously his abilities that he had. Yeah, and I remember when we were looking at it, just his whole his work wasn't even well received in that day. But uh, what he was doing was basically boldly introducing what would now be considered contemporary music. I mean, I think of like maybe Chris Tomlin or, or someone of that nature that is currently doing that. Um, and so those were praise and worship songs. Those weren't really like a big part of it. They just stuck to the Psalms. And so um, up until that point. They just pretty much were doing that. And John Calvin at that point also uh, during the Reformation started to translate some of the Psalms into common language for his people, which was French, um, and then they could sing those corporately. But many English-speaking churches started to follow that same pattern. And when Watt came along, though he began introducing extra biblical poetry into his songs, to some that was like completely uh, – you know, off the charts that that wasn't normal, and to others it was a just a breath of fresh air that they were able to, um, you know, worship in a different way. And and his lyrical goal as an author was to put uh, emotional subjectivity into it and doctrinal objectivity. And so it was really cool to see how Isaac uh, was giving new life to church worship. And like Calvin uh, did for the people of his day, he published a work in 1719 that was translated and rewrote uh, the Psalms for congregational singing, the hymn book. Uh, and so they started to see these different things. And he was um, the point person for the work that was taking place. And it focused more on Christ. And in that collection, um, there was kind of something I think you were going to share a little bit about, the Psalm 98. Yeah, I am going to share about it, but I think I'm going to have to share about it tomorrow, TJ. Folks, so you're going to find out how Joy the World uh, came about, the song Joy to the World. And I'm going to share tomorrow Psalms 98 because it's kind of interesting how it is derived from that and w what exactly this came out of. It didn't come out of Christmas. It wasn't about Christmas whatsoever, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But I just think we have to be more educated sometimes on on what's around us and why we do what we do and, and some of the background of things. And sometimes we just take for granted everything we know, everything we've been taught, and we just kind of fall victim to the world and its patterns. But I know one thing, the Lord wants us to be joyful. When he say joy to the world, we want to be joyful. We're joyful because the Lord has come and he has, he has set uh, his heart in us. And we have we have him within us, leading us and guiding us. He is our hope of glory. And I hope that every one of you listening today during this Christmas season will put him first, will honor him. And TJ, we're going to kind of continue this tomorrow, one last day, I think, that we have together. So we'll enjoy it. So thanks for joining me today. My pleasure to be here. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember this, Jesus is the reason for the season. Honor him in everything you do. I pray for God's many blessings on your life, and I know that he will bless you and anoint you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast, 
or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.